Welcome to the podcast, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business by Coach James Short. This podcast is designed to help you with strategies, insights, and ways to increase sales, build and lead high-performing teams, and ultimately grow your business. Your host, James Short himself, also shares some of his secret sources on how he helps his own clients achieve business growth quickly and easily. James has been coaching those in the real estate and property industry for close to 10 years now, and his clients keep on saying, since working with James, their results have been outstanding, giving them more money, time, and fulfillment. James is offering a free strategy call to those listening to see how he can assist you to take your business to where you want to go. Simply go to jamesshort.com.au forward slash strategy and book in a time today. Now on with the show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate and Property Business. Well, do we have a guest for you today? Guests of guests, superstars of superstars. Oh my goodness, Selena Concarini. Well, I am super from Phoenix Wealth Group. I am super, super, super excited. So let's have a let's have a bit of a read. Let's have a bit of a listen to Selena's detail and bit of a bit of a bio, so you get really understanding of of her journey. But she's going to share with us a little bit more in detail. So. She started her career as an accountant with Deloitte and had the chance to work with some amazing public listed multinational companies. I'm sure that was uh, very insightful and a huge learning curve for her. Those opportunities allowed her to travel all over the world from including London, Hong Kong and New York. Wowza, go the shopping in those places. Selena has an avid property investor since 2000. Uh, she was introduced to her by her husband and was a reluctant starter but became more and more enthused about it as she realized the leverage it could bring to time and finances. So true, so true. Uh, She said about educating herself from the ground up, she was actively invested using a range of different strategies, worked with some big developers, learned how to understand the numbers and completely restructured the investments she had herself. Uh, The best thing she did was to find some amazing mentors who were not famous, but quietly, massively successful. Oh, I can't wait to hear about more. Uh, she initially became interested in the US property market in 2009. And in 2010, she was approached to create a program to help people better understand how to invest. Well, let's get her online. Oh, Selena, thank you for your time and welcome. Thank you very much, James. A pleasure to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So obviously uh, that bio, is a, there's a so much we could go into what else could you share with us that maybe the listeners don't know about you that you'd love to educate them a bit more about selena incorporated what would you like to share selena incorporated just about the history um, just about the your your journey so far yeah so um i uh i really really wanted to be a vet when i was younger there we go uh unfortunately the the university that offered that wasn't local to me. So I thought I'll do accounting while I decide what I actually want to do with my life. <laughs> Just a spare and, time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And so, you know, I found accounting relatively easy. So it became, you know, one thing led to another and I started with Deloitte. Uh, that was a great learning experience, but I oh, think I recognised very early on in my career, even in spite of some amazing opportunities that, uh, accounting and me were not a fit from the viewpoint of uh, 
it really lacked um, that ability to be very creative. Uh, so I recognised the skill set was phenomenal, but I just needed to apply it in a different way. And, and you know, I've um, set up, um, bought, sold a number of businesses, uh, but as I said, I was quite a reluctant starter around property. I was very anti-risk. Um, but, you know, when I started to recognise the sort of returns that you could achieve, I sort of, I was all in. And what happened over time were people just started coming to me and saying, well, how did you do that? And could you help me with that? And um, I think it was, yeah, back in 2009, I, I realised that, you know, it was quite a difficult time in the market. I started getting very interested in, in overseas markets. And people started coming to me saying, could you hold my hand and help me do that? Mm. Uh, and then, it, you know, the, eventually I, I decided I should probably do it properly and set up a business. But it was very much an accidental evolution. Accidental, accident waiting to happen, but look at where you've, you've created today. So if you'd fast forward to now, though, what are you doing with yourself now? How are you helping, how are you helping people invest now? What are you doing? Uh, so, you know, over the years I've, I've worked in a you know, one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people and I've helped people create significant wealth through property. Um, the direction that I've moved towards now is much more of a mastermind model. Um, it's for business owners and, you know, executives who recognise that they have a window of, uh, of opportunity when they're earning their premium income and they really want to fast track uh, the results that they're getting rather than the slow track. You know, I feel there's a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. And unless you're thinking outside the square, um, if you're doing what's done before, what I'm seeing is it's not working. So that's why the, the blending of the US strategy with the Australian, what's the best of what's available here is really how you kind of separate yourself from the masses and what they're doing. Wow, that's huge. That's so good because it really takes in a, a scope of, of, you know, many different angles rather than just the, that narrow approach which is which is so good to hear now obviously there's been a journey right and obviously you've had some you know some challenges along the way you know going from transition from accounting to to investing and so forth what have been some of the challenges that has really shaped you obviously you're through the other side now but what are some of those challenges that have really shaped you that you could share with us today that you look back and you go wow that was a big lesson and uh, i'm thank goodness i'm through the other side now well I would say that's actually an interesting question and, you know, I'd like to, you know, give it its dues, but I think there's a few layers there. I think in the property space or investing in general, I think if you're someone who claims to never have had any cuts and bruises, um, there's something wrong. In, in my opinion, <laughs> those, those people who um, say they've had a flawless experience oh. around their investing. Yes. But yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's true, but I also think there would be a high degree of luck involved in that. Sure. Um, I've definitely not taken the straight path to success. I mean, I, I discovered strategies many years ago, and if I had just done that one strategy, you know, I've, I'd probably significantly further ahead of where I actually am. But I've had a real love of the play and the creative, uh, I guess, energy around property and strategy. And, you know, I, I consider myself a strategist first and foremost. Um, in terms of um, some cuts and bruises that I've had, I have lost significant amounts of money over time. But with all of the vast experiences that I've had, uh, you know, in terms of different markets, different strategies, um, I've always 
understood how to get back on the horse again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of, you know, my experience now is helping people who maybe feel like property is out of their reach and saying, no, it, it's really just about making it a priority. And yeah. I think, you know, the, the people who make it a priority are the ones that are getting the wins. So, so true. So, yeah. so true. And I think that's really important because you've got, you know, you've got the scars to, to prove it. And, you know, we're, we're people, we are human, we are real, but at least we can take those lessons and now share those lessons so people don't necessarily have to go through those same mistakes. 100%. If you now flip it, I mean, you've had some huge wins and some really amazing wins for both yourself and for clients. What, what have been some of those memorial wins that you can look back and go, wow, that was pretty, pretty cool, pretty exciting. What, what could you share around that? Ah, well, um, I think if I were to reflect on the people that I've enjoyed working with the most, it's been those people who recognise that they've got a good income stream but they've got very little choice around how they spend their time. They don't necessarily want to wait till retirement. Mm. They want some freedom to take their foot off the gas sooner. They don't have a lot of time. And when you can kind of open some doors for people in terms of their knowledge, education and awareness, as well as, you know, using my network to connect them to opportunities, and then you can kind of map out the impact that those decisions are going to have over, say, 10, 15 years, that for me is the best sort of, out, you know, they're the best sorts of opportunities. So the sort of wins that I feel, you know, might not be as meaningful to other people, but if I can, if I can help someone put them on a different financial path, and, you know, I, I have to say, like, my, um, my husband's um, in the health space and, you know, doing what he does, he, he's always changed the lives of hundreds of people in doing what he did. And I remember when I first met him and I was still very, you know, I was on the cusp of stepping out of corporate world, I felt a high degree of frustration because I felt like as an accountant, how could you actually change people's lives? <laughs> and so for me, my business, what I'm really passionate about is I think financial freedom and the burden of finances can be a, an enormous impact for people in their lives. And so, you know, I'm not setting the world on fire. I'm not changing thousands of people's lives. But I love the idea that if I can shift someone's understanding a little and help them make good decisions, that will ultimately mean that they have, you know, the sort of uh, life and retirement that, you know, that they dream of. Then for me, that, that's a big win. That's fantastic. Oh, that's music to the ears, music to the ears. <laughs> Now you've you, you've got an amazing team yourself. You know, you you said you deal with a lot of busy professionals that are in some amazing organisations that you've obviously dealt with and and had conversations with. You've had some great mentors. You, you've seen some amazing businesses out there. When it comes to, I guess, building these these incredible teams, one that you've done yourself and and noticing that of others. What do you notice that makes up a, a winning team? And where do you think business owners fall short from creating the, these teams? That's a really interesting question. Um, I, I love seeing teams working like well-oiled machines and I think in the same way that I, I feel about investment, you can't get there without some cuts and bruises. Mm. I think the, the same is probably true of teams. Um, I think in the initial stages of building a team, there's got to be a lot of forgiving of mistakes and, you know, kind of getting to know each other. 
Yep. But I think the strongest thing is if 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 everyone's heart is on a unified goal, then I think what happens is the machine can move forward together. Exactly. And I think what happens is there's natural attrition. If people are not a fit for the vision, then they'll just, you know, leave or they'll fall by the wayside. But I'm I'm really passionate that, you know, you want to you want to look after the people who are in your team. You want them to feel cared for both from an employee and a personal perspective. Um, you know, I, I believe in bringing fun into the workplace. Uh, but I, I think that that clarity of vision of what you're trying to achieve and, and enrolling the people who are in your team in that vision is, is really important. If they don't buy into it, I feel like it's they become um, minions yeah. that, just, that just do tasks. So true. Um, and so for me, the, the personal element's really, really important. And I would say I'm probably not a great leader, um, but I witness people around me who are exceptional. Um, so uh, I'm going to call. I'm going to call you out, Selena, because I, I reckon it's the actually opposite of what you believe. Or what you <laughs> Knowing you, you know, we've known each other for a little while now, and and seeing you in action, both on the client side of of how you work with clients, but also how you work with your team. Like you've got a massive, massive heart, massive care factor when it comes to the team. You know, you're always giving to the team. You're always helping them. You're always leading them. You're always inspiring them. And I think that those qualities really make up a, an amazing attributes for your leadership. And I know that you've, you know, you, you're you're about to segue into to other leaders out there. I think your leadership style is is quite phenomenal, and you should be once again very proud of it. You've also seen other leadership styles out there. What have you noticed with other leadership styles that you can go, you know what, that leadership style has resulted in some great results. What are those kind of characteristics that you've seen in other leaders? Um, the, the quality that I, I've observed in several people that I've, uh, I believe to be really phenomenal, and thank you very much for those kind comments, by the way. All true, all true. I'm definitely the mother hen, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I think there's a quality that I've seen in other people where they may actually employ someone with a certain role for that person in mind. But when that person comes on board, there's a there's almost like a, a mediation or a process that happens uh, almost, you know, without, without it being contrite, without, you know, without kind of forcing it, where there's kind of uh, an opportunity for that person to say, well, I know you've employed me for this job but my real passion and my real strengths are in this other area here. So one of the things that I've seen in a lot of really great leaders is that ability to take someone who might have been employed for job X mm. and then over time grow them into uh, a role which is actually where their passion lies um, and, you know, it aligns with the vision as well. But I, I think that's quite a skill because I think what – the general tendency is to employ someone for job X and then keep them locked in job X, yeah. whether or not that's their passion or not. Yeah. Um, so I've certainly tried to, to emulate that in my business. You know, I might have employed someone to do a particular job, but if I feel that their interest and their passion lies elsewhere, then, you know, it's certainly not an overnight thing, but trying to grow someone into a, a role that they're actually interested in is, um, I think that's um, an important part of being a good leader. Yeah, that's great piece of advice there so so true so true so we're talking about financial freedom talking about investments in property and so forth 
if you were to give three pieces of advice to the audience listening today that, you know, maybe you're, you know, just starting this investment journey halfway through it or has got a veteran to it, for example, what would those three pieces of advice be to help them on their, their investment journey? Um, I think, you know, obviously everyone understands with property, it's the long game. So with that as the context, I would say one of the most important things is to not worry about how much money you earn. Um, It's very much the financial habits that you cultivate and Mm. what you do with your money that will have the greatest impact over time. So I think people spend a lot of time worrying about the dollars and cents of what they earn today. And I can tell you now, in my time in the corporate world, I never earned amazing money, but I had a great intuitive uh, grasp on how to manage my money very well. Um, and that's what's created the wealth that I have now is just that grasp on the developing of good money habits. Yep. Um, I think the other thing I would say is everyone's looking for information in the world around property investing today. And there's a, a whole heap of self proclaimed gurus out there um, selling and giving away information freely. I think the biggest challenge that uh, most investors face is how to distinguish between the pearls and everything else. And, you know, what you want to cultivate as an investor is not negativity but healthy scepticism. And so I truly believe that there is no one shoe fits all. So there's a lot of um, advocates out there saying, do this strategy, it's a fit for everyone, that's how you make money. But I can tell you now, if you don't take into consideration your risk profile, your means, your aspirations, you know, major milestones in your life over the next decade, you could end up on the wrong track. Mm. And given that time is a property investor's best friend, it's not that you can't recover, it's just the the loss of time. And then I think the third thing would be um, around, yeah, having a strategy first. I think a lot of people just um, try to save to get into their first property regardless of the quality, whether it, you know, fits in with what they're trying to achieve. And so for me, people, they're always worrying about what's the hotspot, where should I be investing? My personal philosophy is that get your strategy right first. If you get the strategy piece right first, then finding properties that are a fit with that is easy. If you start going out there and trying to be opportunistic and buying properties because either you can afford them or they sound good or based on emotion, then what happens is you actually, it's like putting friction or a handbrake on your outcome. So if you can get off on, and I say this from experience, having done it all the long ways, um, but if you can kind of, be even a little strategic with the way that you set out to achieve wealth through property, you, you could separate yourself from the masses very quickly. Yeah, fantastic. Wow, that's great. That's great. So obviously there's been some some great mentors and, and people that you've learnt from over the years, um, both yourself with your investing and, and also for your business. Who have been some of those mentors that have really helped you and, and shaped you? Um, I think you sort of mentioned this in, in you know, when you did my intro, the people who have probably had the most influence on me are not famous people. Mm. Um, I, I think I like being around people who are the quiet achievers uh, and 
you know, I've been very fortunate that when I've when I asked some of these guys for help, they were very generous in sharing. Um, one of my mentors right now is a fellow by the name of David Phelps, who we both know, who's based over in the US and um, runs a very similar mastermind to the one that I'm trying to run over here. And uh, you know what I get about those sorts of people, and probably part of the reason that I, I found, you know, that we got on really well is that just that help first, worry about business second. Yep. Um, you know, wanting to be of service, wanting to make a difference. Um, and so I feel with a lot of the mentors that I've had, they haven't been celebrities, they haven't been famous. Um, they've just had a, a, an intuitive feel for how to read markets, how to adapt. Um, they're certainly not doing today what they did 10 years ago. Uh, and so those sorts of people who I'm still in communication with a lot of, or a lot of them, um, they're the people that I probably, you know, value the most in terms of my knowledge around property. Fantastic. So what's, what's, what's coming up for you? What's, what's in the future? What are some of the things that you're working on uh, that you'd love to share? Uh, so I've recently launched um, a mastermind called Freedom Warriors. Uh, it is very much for people who want to fast track their results. Uh, it's about bringing together the best minds, not only from Australia but from the US, um, creating a, a really sound base in terms of education and then helping people understand how to access opportunities that are normally reserved for the ultra-wealthy. Um, I've had a lot of people in my ear for a few years asking me when I was going to get this thing off the ground. Um, and I'm excited because I, I've looked around for something for myself to join here in Australia and there just isn't anything. There's, there's no one marrying opportunity with education. Um, you know, there's plenty of educators out there, uh, but I really feel from a strategy point of view, uh, it's about putting people in the driver's seat of their own wealth. No one's going to look after your money better than you are. Yep. Um, so it's how to do that effectively and, and with leverage. That's great. It's so good. So good to hear. So needed um, out there. So well done, well done. But how can then, how can the audience find out more about, you know, the, the programs and you and you personally and, and, and your journey um, and what else you got coming up? Um, well, I guess the easiest thing is Facebook. Um, I'm obviously on Facebook, um, LinkedIn. Otherwise, um, you can go and check out um, a whole bunch of resources on uh, at phoenixwealthgroup.com.au. Um, but otherwise, yeah, look, I mean, there's so many, so many different ways. I've got, I've got some great reports. I might um, flick one over to you, James, so that you sure. can share that. Um, Love to. Yeah, but now I'm everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, certainly are, certainly are. So definitely go and and, and check out the website. Uh, Phoenix Phoenix Wealth Group. Like, there's so much resources, so much information out there. So, I really appreciate your time, energy, and expertise today. And uh, thank you for for jumping on the call. Absolute pleasure, and thank you, James. You uh, your energy is just phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>